Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Friday here in the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We've got Chris Carter, myself, hosting with Brian Batko, one of our Steam Steelers beat writers. The Steelers don't play Sunday, so this is kind of a prelude just to the weekend and the things that they'll need to be working on to get ready for their Cleveland Browns matchup on Monday Night Football. All the preview and analysis here on the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports, from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, joined by Brian Batko, one of our Steam Steelers beat writers here at the Post-Gazette. You can find all our content at post-gazette.com. You can find uh, all of these podcasts, the Moisture Drive podcast, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get more of your Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes, as well as our daily content that comes out every day of the week here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, including our, our fan show where we got the Accrisure Fan Advantage that we bringing in Irie Harris of Cleveland.com, who covers the Cleveland Browns. We'll get a preview perspective from someone who covers the Browns there. But, Brian, you cover the Steelers, and Kenny Pickett, as always, is a, is a big topic. The Steelers scored just seven points in their opener, did not look like the Steelers' offense that we saw in training camp, in practices, and in preseason. And now everyone's wondering, is that still is this still the Steelers' offense from last year that's going to be averaging 18 points a game and not able to put things up? What is your perspective on if we're going to see a better-slash-different type of offense this, this week for the Steelers? Yeah, Chris, my thoughts on this are, on one hand, this is a you know, largely a Kenny Pickett issue. You know, he didn't play well against San Francisco. Obviously, every team goes as their quarterback goes. If you don't get good quarterback play, it's going to be tough to score points unless you're running the ball 60 times in a rainstorm or something like that. But it's also a question of the structure around him and what this offense is going to try to be Monday night when the Browns come here. So I think on one hand, yes, it goes without saying Pickett needs to play better. I mean, the accuracy issues – Those are scary, I think, because you can improve over time with things like, you know, reading the field, decision making, going through your progressions, even pocket presence. I think a a lot of the times if you're a certain caliber of quarterback, as you get more comfortable and you get more reps, you're going to improve in that regard. But simply putting the ball where you want it to go. I mean, that's a little bit of a you either have it or you don't skill. So, I mean, obviously guys can improve accuracy and that hasn't been an issue uh, for Pickett for the most part, but it sure flared up against the Niners and he's got to get that fixed. But the next part of my overall uh, take here, Matt Canada, the, the core around Pickett, they need to find a way to, you know, be that explosive offense without necessarily having a, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert throwing the ball. What I mean by that is 
you can still be a really good offense if you have a uh you know a second tier QB if you make sure the ball's going to the right places. And mm. I think a good example would be the Vikings with you know, Kirk Cousins is solid, but nobody's putting him in that top flight group of QBs. And yet no. they can win some shootouts because he targets Justin Jefferson early and often. They find ways to get the the ball to one of the best receivers in the league. He gets open a lot, of course. So, you know, I think George Pickens is going to have a big night on Monday. I really do. I think they're going to diversify how they use him with Deontay Johnson out. Can everybody else step up? I know we've discussed that on the show, uh, you know, you with other people, um, Adam Bittner, Ray Fittipaldo, but I think it's also still just going to be about feeding pickings, getting that full route tree going for him and marrying the big play potential for him, but also just being a guy who gets more touches and moves the chains for you. Uh, so a couple different th- directions I want to go here, but before we go either direction, I want to remind you guys, this show is sponsored by Mike's beer bar, the number one bar in all of Pittsburgh, right on the North shore. You go to them at right across the street from PNC park on federal street, over 20 televisions to get any game you want. When you go there, you can also reserve a table with a TV specified to the game. You want to watch with all your friends and family, come on in and try one of their 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local and 80 of those local beers being craft beers. You can get on tap uh, to try out all the different if options. If you're not going to Morgantown, probably an awesome place. Absolutely. Pitt, if you're a Pitt fan who can't make the trip, yeah. that's a great place to go check out the game. But, Brian, the first direction I want to go here with what you were talking about, George Pickens having a big night. That means he's probably going to get matched up with Denzel Ward and or Greg Newsom at some point. Or and Martin Emerson. Those two have had some, you know, they've mm-hmm. had some like sort of minor petty social media beefs at times. Uh, you know, that'll be a fun matchup if those two long physical guys are against each other. Absolutely. This, this is a this is a cornerback group that Mike Tomlin and Kenny Pickett have praised this week for being a talented unit. Uh, they were able to limit the Bengals with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins to less than 100 yards passing. Now, I will say on top of that, Joe Burrow himself obviously looked limited with his calf injury, also injured his hand early in that game when he got hit by Zadarius Smith. But how do you see George Pickens matching up with these guys? You know, as much as the, as talented as those guys are, even last year, George Pickens had one of the catches of the year on the on the on the early game they had in the season and then scored a touchdown in the last game of the season against them I was gonna say he cooked against the Browns last year I mean I know that week uh week three game he didn't do a ton outside of the big catch but that was you know that spoke for itself what he was able to do in a difficult matchup on the road no less in a game where the Steelers struggled otherwise so yeah I mean he's just you know the the gift and the curse of Pickens is the beauty of it is you you never doubt his ability to win one-on-one matchups because of how talented that he is the curse of it is how you know is he doing all the little things to to give himself advantages you know is he going to be able to create enough separation even if he doesn't you know you we always say about him he's he's open even when he's covered that can be a tricky thing because you know if you're a quarterback you're also taught to you know look for the open receiver and I think that can become somewhat of a dilemma for you know whether it was Mitch Trubisky then or Kenny Pickett now Mm -hmm. um Pickens wants the ball but if you're like hey you know, I'm going to go to a, an option that is free and clear and is, is you know, risk averse, then that's the balance. That's the, the line that you've got to walk as any QB. So, I, you know, I think Pickens can can very much uh, still succeed in this game. Uh, I think he's got to have double figure targets. And I actually, you know, one of my keys, my accuracy keys to the game last week uh, for the Niners in my scouting report that's online uh, every weekend was feed Pickens essentially get the ball to mm-hmm. him uh, and take advantage of one of the few places on the field where the Niners might let you do that. And well, 
we know by now the Steelers uh, weren't able to do that. So um, I, you know, I think it's got to be mostly the case with him again. I'm sure Jim Schwartz, he's been doing this a long time. He will key on him, especially with Deontay Johnson out. But uh, look, teams key on guys like Justin Jefferson every week too. And he still finds a way to put up numbers and, and get it done. So the other uh, thought I'll leave you with here offensively, Chris, is you know, looking at the delineation of, of roles w- without Johnson, I don't see Allen Robinson doing a ton more. I think he can be you know, clearly a little more helpful than he was as the number three, even if he's not, you know, if he's the now the de facto number two. I think Calvin Austin is somebody who could, you know, sneakily step into a much bigger role and actually have yeah, some like success that. if he can get behind that aggressive Brown secondary, because you know, all those guys you mentioned, Ward, Emerson, Newsom. They're good, but they're also feisty, and they want to jam you off the line and create problems for you with their press coverage. If Calvin Austin at his size can get off that jam right away, they could be in trouble. I'll say this, too. The way the Browns play with Jim Schwartz, their defensive coordinator now, the way he's always played, reminds me of Pitt's system on defense. They bring the house, and they leave their corners on islands, and they say, come at us, and listen. It's it works if you have record. good corners. It <laughs> if works you don't, if you have you're in trouble. Corners. And yeah. the Browns do. The Browns do have good corners. At least but through week one. At least we know how, we know how that position is. It's it, it's up and down. It, absolutely, that is what that is one thing. The other thing I wanted to address with you real quick before we go to the break here. Matt Canada spoke Thursday, and one of the things that Ray Fittipaldo wrote about, wrote about was you know he he's like he doesn't have any doubt the offense is is going to get better. It feels like that's like the obvious thing that he has to say at this point. But is there any aspect of of Matt Canada that you think that people haven't gotten a chance to see yet that might show this this Steelers offense being better at some point this this this, this season? Uh, I mean, <laughs> he spoke, but did he really say anything? He never no. does. I know. We've discussed that on this show before. I mean, that's that's just his MO when he's in front of microphones and he's, you know, analyzing the game, which he's required to do every week. But we know that he's not going to really tip his hand one way or the other. He's not going to he's not much for headline fodder either in terms of incendiary quotes. So, um, you know, I, I just think that it's obvious, but you you need to work on establishing the run game more than you did in week one. And that was one thing that I think he kind of, uh, you know, acknowledged a lot Thursday was just when you do have five, three and outs, you can't do much of anything. You, you can't really get to the plan that you had in place, but you know, to, to which I would say your plan also opened with a pass, a jet sweep, another pass. So, I mean, that's just, it's difficult to really find your groove on the ground. Regardless, um, we'd be singing a different tune if those plays had worked a little better, I know, but just process versus results. I think he's got to tweak the mentality a little bit going into it, but the diff, you know, the flip side of that is the Browns are, are probably gearing up for that too. And they feel like they're better equipped now in 2023 to stop the run with Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle than they were a year ago. We'll t- get to more aspects of the Steelers here. We got a big question for Brian and, and myself here about some of the moves the Steelers have made this week with Cam Hayward going into reserve. We'll get to that on the other side of the break here of the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko. We're both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the number one bar in all of Pittsburgh. You go to Mike's Beer Bar. It's on the North Shore. It's right across the street from PNC Park. If you're going to Monday Night Football, it's a great place to go to before the game and the action because it's right across the street from PNC Park. You can 
turn on all, all of their 20 TVs. You can see all the different sports action that's going on at any point in time. It's a great place to book a table to watch your favorite college football game on Saturday, including if you're a Pitt fan or West Virginia fan who's stuck in Pittsburgh and can't make it to Morgantown for that for the backyard brawl. All those options right there as well as Pirates games, Riverhounds games, Premier League action, all the sports you can get at Mike's Beer Bar. And they have 500 different available beers available at all times. 300 of those beers being local and 80 of those different local beers being craft beers you can get right on tap and you can try out all the different flights they offer to combine all the different options and you'll never run out of options because trust me i never do and i'm always there you can also try out their amazing food options like their steak on a stone which is a meal that you can get a steak of your steak cut of your choice delivered right on a heated stone in front of you where you cut every piece you cut off you press into the stone and you choose how well you want your steak done with every single bite it's amazing it's food experience amazing drink experience and amazing sports experience at mike's beer bar go to mike's beer bar to get your sports fix and experience the best bar in all of pittsburgh and when you get there tell them chris sent you We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast brought uh, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Brian Badko. This next segment is our Accrisure Bandit Advantage question where you, the readers, the listeners, get to just to tune into us and ask us questions for this game. You've, you've sent a lot of mailbag questions to Brian. He's answered some of them uh, throughout throughout the week. And the Fan Advantage brings you closer to the team than ever, featuring exclusive answers to your burning questions from Steelers insider Brian Batko, as well as an in-depth conversation with, with, with the opponent's experts each week. That will be coming out this weekend with Irie Harris of Cleveland.com, who covers the Cleveland Browns. We'll have a great discussion there about this matchup as well. But Brian, Let's get into this question here. You have a question in your mailbag from Greg Kupitz, who says with the, uh, you know, when you posted the the notice of Cam Hayward going to injured reserve and the Steelers calling up from the practice squad, wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick, uh, Greg Kupitz asked, does this rule out Braden Fajoko being called up, which a lot of people assumed might be the move for the Steelers. Fajoko, a run-stuffing defensive tackle who was put on the practice squad, surprisingly to some, uh, at, at the end at the end of training camp, and then uh, what was not called up after this move when Cam Hayward was going down. And this is a defensive line that's going to be featuring a lot of young guys getting more and more experience, like DeMarvin Leal, Keanu Benton, Isaiah Loudermilk, Fajoko, an NFL vet not called up. Does that mean that he's just not going to be in this game against a team that loves to run the ball this week, Brian? Yeah, I mean, number one, I don't necessarily think that the moves they announced Thursday rule out Fajoko or anybody else for that matter being promoted. Because if you remember in these last few years, the NFL has the new role that you can elevate uh, up to two practice squad players per week for that game. And you just have to do so by, I think it's 4 p.m. the day before. So, I mean, that's still very much a possibility. It's It's simple. All you do is... You know, you, you tell Fajoko, hey, you're getting hat today, and you just make one more guy on your 53-man roster inactive for that week. Uh, it's it's often used for teams to uh, withstand injuries that are, you know, week to week rather than guys on IR. So I think it's still a possibility, but I tend to think that he's not going to be in the game plan. And I'll tell you why. I think as much as Fajoko on paper is a guy who is valuable, against the Browns in, in their run game, the Steelers cut him coming out of the yeah, preseason. You know, he didn't make the active roster. They kept seven D linemen. None of them were a, what uh, was a player who ostensibly is valuable in two games every year against the Browns, maybe two games every year against the Ravens. I know they have a new look offense, but 
You're also going to play a run-heavy team in the Patriots. Shoot, I mean, the 49ers in week one are, are a team that likes to run the ball and is really good at it. So it's not as if they didn't know what was coming down the pike this season when they opted to keep Fajoko, uh just as a practice squad guy. I think for right now, they're, they're going to want to see what they have in all these Cam Hayward replacements. The one-to-one switch is going to be Armand Watts, who was inactive for week one. Now he will obviously, I think, get a helmet and, you know, we'll see how much he plays. I, I think he's kind of behind players such as Keanu Benton and Montrevious Adams. But after what went down on Sunday, I think you've got to give him a chance to see what he can do. He's an NFL caliber player and spent uh, four or five seasons with the the Bears and Vikings. Um, so, he, you know, he can do some things against the pass. He can do some things against the run. I just don't know that it's Fahoko time yet. I think if they get gashed in this game by Nick Chubb and company, you know, everybody will have to be on notice a little bit on that D-line with Hayward out. Um, so I get it. I get fans clamoring a little bit for Fihoko. He's a guy who's really interesting. He's got a good backstory. I wrote about him in training camp and it just never happened uh, for him this summer. They, they didn't really give him many opportunities with the starting defense uh, or, or even really the second team defense for that matter. So I, you know, it's nice that he's still around. Clearly they uh, see something in him as a specialist to be on the practice squad, but don't think he is uh, the Nick Chubb stopper this week. I, I listen, I hear, I hear the reasoning is they cut him. It was obvious that they, they chose a bunch of other defensive linemen over him. I, I just look back to what he did for the Chargers. And listen, he's not a pass rusher. He's not going to get after Deshaun Watson. He wouldn't have gotten after Brock Purdy. But the thing that he does really well is when when a, when a, if you're blocking him one-on-one or double-teaming him, you're not moving that guy. He's too big. He's too strong. He's able to stand up against the run, and that can help free up your linebackers uh, to, to make plays. And that's where I do wonder, against a team like the, like the Browns that loves to run the football, like the Niners who love to run the football, would it be more servicing to have a guy like that play the nose while you rotate your other big guys around him? And, and I hear you entirely again. This guy got cut. They, they they were making these 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 calls here. So clearly, they see something that that that, that other people don't. Uh, that that think that Braden Fajoko should be in, and that includes myself. Um, but yeah, if it were I, me, if it were me, coach of the Steelers, which I promise you, you don't want that. But no. but in this specific case, I, I probably problems. right. I probably would give him a chance. And actually, you know, really, I I, I might have given him. I would definitely would have given him more of a look in these training camp practices out at the Trobe. Uh, over, I would have rotated him more with somebody like Montrevious Adams. I would have rotated him more with somebody like Armand Watts when he got in there. But hey, you know, they drafted Keanu Benton in the second round. They clearly want to see more out of him. And he was one of the very few bright spots in week one. You know, Larry Ogunjobi, if he gets right, you know, this is his former team. Uh, you know, if there's ever a spot that he should use his power and brute force in the middle to help control the run game, this is it. Um, but yeah, I just don't think that they're going to go the Fajoko Avenue. Maybe I'll be proven wrong come uh, come Sunday when they you know are allowed to promote certain guys. But uh, yeah, I think they w- want to see what they have in the other D linemen who, as you pointed out, Chris, are a little bit more versatile with what they can do as pass rushers as well. 
This isn't the only thing we do for the Accrisure Fan Advantage that you can get here right from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, we also will have the guest, the guest show, ex- ex- including Irie Harris, who covers the Cleveland Browns for Cleveland.com, breaking down Steelers-Browns this weekend. Monday Night Football. It's one of two Monday Night Football games. Remember, the Saints and the Panthers will be throwing down an hour before the Steelers kick off against the Brown Accrisure Stadium, which all of us will be on hand for. I'm weirdly so interested in that game, Chris. Panthers-Saints. I don't know why. I mean, I guess the Bryce Young factor and – we talked a week or two ago. The Saints are like my sleeper team this year, and yeah, their defense is one and zero so far. So. They're, they're they're one and zero. They're 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 a t- team. I think will be a, have a tough defense. Derek Carr can play protecting protect protect the ball. Alvin Kamara is still on suspension. Once he's back, maybe he'll be a factor there. There could there could be something cooking there for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and we thank Brian for the work with the Accrisure Fan Advantage. Remember, you can send your burning questions every week to get exclusive answers from Brian Batko and myself here from the Accrisure Fan Advantage on the North Shore Drive podcast. Tune in every Friday for that and tune in this weekend for our, our show with Irie Harris from Cleveland.com. But first, we want to continue before we get to the next segment here, finishing up our Friday show. We got to remind you the show is also sponsored by Savina's Kane and Gallucci. They're mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and that's why Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sporting events, music, music events, concerts, comedy, theater events near you. Anything that you can buy tickets for, Game Time most likely has killer deals for. Even if it's up to the last minute, you can get great tickets, and, and they have a best price guarantee that can't be beat. Download the Game Time app today right to your phone, and it allows you to book tickets even up to to the last minute for for events that are even that are huge right right by you you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football games including Steelers games basketball games baseball games including pirate games concerts comedy theater events anything near you game time mostly can get and the best price guarantee means that you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less on a different app game time will help will credit you to 110 of the difference that's there that's the best price guarantee they offer because they're so confident in the prices they give you snag the tickets without the stress with game time Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase or go to their website, GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko talking Steelers-Browns here on a Friday. Now, Brian, I look back to last year, and in that regular season finale, the Steelers did hold Nick Chubb to under 80 yards, but he still averaged over six yards per carry in that process and was definitely a problem for the defense, but he wasn't as big of a problem. Why? Because the Steelers kept putting them behind the chains with seven sacks on Deshaun Watson, and that may be the key, the other key we're talking about here, to neutralize what the Browns want to do in the run, run game is if the offense can start fast, get a lead, and the defense can keep sacking the quarterback, putting pressure on Deshaun Watson, making it tougher for the for the Browns to be able to rely on their run game throughout it. And with Jack Conklin, they're starting right tackle out. That means rookie fourth-round pick Dewan Jones, a.k.a. Big Thanos, as they call him in Cleveland, he's going to be getting his first NFL start, and he has to line up across from, you guessed it, T.J. Watt, who even while Captain the America. Was, Exactly. Even with the Steelers stinking up the joint last week, he was being Captain America because he had three or Iron Man. Maybe he's Iron Man. 
Maybe he's Iron Man, but you know, Captain America, he brought the, the, the he brought Mjolnir to the, he strapped up, even when the whole army was a force, he strapped up his shield. I think TJ Watt is Captain yeah. America. I was gonna say, I actually, you know, I'm not a superhero movie expert and I don't want to spoil anything here, but maybe you don't want him to be Iron Man in this particular because <laughs> he did, didn't Iron Man get stabbed by Thanos, but Iron Man does kill Thanos. Yeah, anyways, we're getting too we're getting too sci-fi yeah. nerdy here, but point being. That is going to be a huge matchup the Steelers are going to want to exploit. And something else to remind people about, Alex Highsmith does pretty well against the Browns when you look back. He was giving Jedrick Wills fits. This yeah. could be an opportunity for the Steelers' defense to change the tone of the game by their edge rushers beating the Browns' offensive tackles. Do you think that is going to be the case Monday night? I think they'll have success against the Browns' tackles, yeah, for sure. I mean, with Watt, I mean, he's, he's advantage against – literally any tackle in the league but especially so I mean you saw what he did last week against the guy who we were all praying for Colton McKivitz um you know a, a, a guy who's been cut by the Niners in and out of the lineup he's he's in his first full year as the starter and certainly TJ Watt gave him fits uh not far from his his hometown on the border of Ohio and, and West Virginia in the wheeling area but now he's got a rookie on the other side of it a fourth rounder who I you know I could see that going either way I could see Dewan Jones just being absolutely not ready for a player of this caliber. However, you know, early returns on him have been pretty good. When he stepped in for Conklin, you know, apparently he held his own he against did. the Bengals from everything I've seen and heard uh, from, from Brown's land. And, you know, this is a guy who I think he fell in the draft for a lot of reasons that aren't necessarily related to on-field performance. I mean, he's 6'8", 350, but there were some questions about, his football character, his love of the game, whether he's somebody you really want to invest in long term. But hey, I mean, he was a beast at Ohio State. He clamped up Nick Herbig in their matchup last year. He was a big reason why the Buckeyes just beat down the Badgers. So maybe Herbig and, and Watt can share some notes this week as they always do. But yeah, that is going to be a fascinating matchup on, on that side with Watt trying to, you know, I would, I would think trying to bend around a lot against a, a very large man who's difficult to get around. Obviously, Watt's seen tackles, you know, small, small, quick ones, big, long ones, slow ones, powerful ones. So, you know, he's been there, done that. Uh, this will be a, a really, really intriguing matchup. And I'm very intrigued of the matchup on the other side, whether it's Miles Garrett versus Dan Moore, who've gone at it many times, or Zadarius Smith versus, if he's healthy, Chooks Okorafor, and if he's not, Probably Broderick Jones, who who would be getting that nod at right tackle. That that is the, another another huge matchup here, and also it should be noted, the Browns were lining up Miles Garrett everywhere against the Bengals. Yeah. Everyone, I think I think everyone's seen the highlight clip of now him like pretending to do crossovers and and dribbling between his legs as he was. Yeah, the guards and the centers can't really sleep at night either, so mm -hmm. that's that's tricky. It's it is very tricky, but. Dan Moore Jr. graded out pretty poorly on PFF. He gave up nine official pressures in that game. I feel like he wasn't as bad as the as that looks when you see that from PFF because some of the pressures he got or he gave up were because Kenny Pickett kind of left the pocket a little early when he didn't need to. But still, he needed to be better. They did neutralize Nick Bosa, but he has to be better, and he has been better against Miles Garrett. We've seen that we've seen them duel off before. Miles Garrett's gotten the best of him, but he's also gotten the best of Miles Garrett back. What do you see Dan Moore doing this week if he starts at left tackle? Well, you know, he, he's faced – we talked to him about this in the locker room, actually, after practice on Thursday. And, you know, he pointed out just how many – you know, he's faced Garrett, I think, five times. And mm -hmm. he basically just said, look, from the first time on, 
every other matchup seemed not quite as bad after I had to go against him essentially. And, you know, he said it's his elite athleticism that, that makes him such a handful to deal with. He did say that he thinks, you know, facing guys like Highsmith and TJ Watt in training camp does help. Now we know that Moore doesn't really see a ton of TJ Watt in practice because he's on the other side, but uh, you know, I think it's, it's difficult because, in a normal Browns matchup, I would say, you know, you can give a lot of schematic help to Dan Moore rather than leave him on an island. You know, you can put chips and tight ends. I mean, we saw what Darnell Washington did helping out against Nick Bosa. But in this one, you know, this is what the Browns did this offseason. And this is why I was really banging the drum that is as optimistic as people were about the Steelers. Every team in this division made moves that were wise and you know, increase their talent level. And for the Browns, not just getting Dalvin Tomlinson on the inside, but Zadarius Smith on the other edge, I think is an upgrade over what whatever Jadavion Clowney is at this point in his career. And he clearly wasn't happy with his role in Cleveland. So, I mean, you leave, you know, if you put another guy over on Miles Garrett's side to help Dan Moore, you're leaving Zadarius Smith too in, in a one-on-one matchup. So there's really only so much you can do that's why there's a lot of belief in this Browns front from Cleveland, which I'm sure you'll get into with Irie Harris. Um, Dan Moore's got to hold his own to some extent. And good, just like I said, good luck to Dewan Jones. Good luck to you against Miles Garrett. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge matchup on both sides of the ball. Which edge rushers make the biggest difference in this game might be the biggest factor as far as who wins this game. You hit the quarterback more, that could be the biggest difference. And Kenny Pickett, uh, too. He's He's got to feel that pressure feel from, from 95 yeah. a little bit better than he did against Drake Jackson from the Niners. Uh, you know, that was the guy who whipped him down, I believe, on the third play uh, of that game. So, you know, that's, that's part of it, too. Uh, get those quick throws designed if you're Matt Canada and – have that pocket presence if you're Kenny Pickett because you know they're coming. Absolutely. All huge factors here that we will continue to break down here for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette throughout the week. And the Steelers, remember, they have some more practices because it's Monday Night Football. Our people will be on hand. Read all of the work from Brian Batko, Ray Fittipato, and Jerry Dulac from the Steelers facility throughout the weekend at post-gazette.com. Check out this show, the, the, the North Shore Drive podcast, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel for all of our daily content. Remember, we got the Accuracy Fan Advantage with Irie Harris of Cleveland.com coming up on this weekend i think it's going to be saturday to come that it, that it comes out and you'll be able to check out my conversation with Irie about this upcoming matchup what the browns are looking at from their perspective and then again monday morning i'll be with ray for we'll be getting you ready for this and then of course we'll have all the post game coverage you need right here at the pittsburgh post gazette have a great weekend everybody we'll, we'll see you on saturday when we talk to Irie harris here on the north shore drive podcast Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents, click the link below in the description.